Sometimes, defaulting to simple means slowing down and taking a breath. It's counterintuitive. When you're busy and you have a lot to do, it can be so freaking hard to just take a moment and not jump right into solving the problem. Welcome to Break the Ceiling, the show where we help agencies and consultants bust through self-imposed growth ceilings by shoring up their operations and increasing their capacity. I'm Susan Bowles. I'm your growth architect to help you build the systems that you need to double your revenue and lower your stress. We want everything to be easy, and we believe that there's a solution for every issue. There's an app or a framework or a template for that just out there waiting for us to find it. And you know what? I get it. It's so easy to get overwhelmed when you're running a business. There are a billion teeny tiny details you need to see to every day, and they never stop coming. Some days it feels like a flash flood of work, often the kind of work we're not exceptionally good at. And in those moments when you're in emergency mode, it's so easy to grasp for any lifeline, anything that will give you the break that you need, and anything that promises to make dealing with those details easier and less painful becomes really appealing. The productivity app that will magically make you triple your work output? Uh, yes, please. The project management tool that will marvelously streamline your workflow? Of course. And the template that will be your amazing shortcut? I'll take one of those too, please. But unfortunately, these apps and frameworks that promise to make our lives and businesses easier can quickly become one more item on our to-do list because we have to research and choose the new tool, we need to decide how and when to implement it, and we have to keep it up to date. So instead of making your life easier, this new tool just adds more complexity to your overflowing to-do list. Sometimes it's actually easier to just opt out of the whole thing and default to a simpler option. So default to simple has become a guiding principle for me. It's a touchstone I use when I'm trying to figure out the solution to any problem in my business or my clients' businesses. So like all entrepreneurs, I love to complicate things and I fall victim to the shiny thing syndrome too. I spend all day, every day, figuring out better ways to make service businesses more efficient and scalable. But in my own business, the truth is that I don't need to scale or even really think about scaling. It's just me, no team, no employees, just a few really great consultants and advisors behind the scenes. And right now, I don't necessarily want it to be anything more than that. I work with a few clients one-on-one, and while some of the projects I work on are pretty complex, there aren't a lot of them. My work is also completely custom, so I don't need big systems to automate things. I just need to know what to do next. This is why default to simple works. What to do next is often very simple. Even if you're in a large agency or at a large consultancy, when it comes right down to it, the next most important thing for you to do is still often pretty simple. Even if the products and services you sell are customized and complicated, the process through which you deliver them doesn't have to be. But you do have to have a process because your process is what tells you what to do next. So when you have a process, you make a decision one time about what the next step is. Then you never again have to think about what to do next because you already know. And everything you do in your business can ultimately be broken down into one simple next thing to do. 
So how do I stay focused on keeping it simple, especially when we live in a world that loves complex solutions to simple problems? Well, sometimes I try writing it down on actual paper. I know. I'm a digital consultant. I, I do tech implementation, but sometimes paper is where it's at. Sometimes just the act of writing down everything that's swimming around in your head can be really helpful. So what if instead of falling down the black hole of project management app evaluation, you just sat down and wrote out a list of all the things that are swirling around in your head, all those ideas that you wish you could implement or you think maybe you should implement, get it out of your head, and it doesn't have to be fancy or complicated. It can be, just be a list, completely unordered, disorganized list. But then you can go through that list and decide to either just go do the thing that's on the list or realize that you didn't really need to do that thing in the first place. Sometimes defaulting to simple means slowing down and taking a breath. It's counterintuitive. When you're busy and you have a lot to do, it can be so freaking hard to just take a moment and not jump right into solving the problem. But figuring out what defaulting to simple looks like in any given situation often requires you to slow down for a minute and figure out what you really need to do. Do you need a project management system? Or do you really just need to take an hour and figure out a process? Do you need to hire a new team member? Or do you just really have a busy week? Do you need to come up with an automated sales funnel? Or could you just reach out and talk to some folks you know in your network? Ultimately, slowing down and defaulting to the simplest solution will save you time in the long run. Defining a process will slow you down for an hour, but speed you up down the road. And a lot of times, defaulting to simple means choosing not to do it. That's really as simple as it gets. Just say no. It is completely okay to say no. It is okay to opt out. And it's okay to choose not to do what you feel like you maybe should do. So sure, maybe you feel like you should be implementing a better project management system or hiring people or running Facebook ads, but do you really want to? And do you even need to? Just because an opportunity presents itself or you read an article about somebody who grew their business on Instagram, that doesn't mean that you need to do that thing because it might not be the right choice for you for your business. It's okay to say no. And defaulting to simple often means saying no to the things that aren't the right choice for you right now. Opting out, choosing not to do something or eliminating it completely is actually one of the easiest, fastest, and most powerful tools at your disposal to increase your operational capacity. So for example, if you are not having clients pay you upfront or automatically, you know, you're sending them an invoice, they're paying it, you have to figure out a workflow and a process and a way to send them an invoice and then chase them down for payment. And maybe you have to figure out how to get the check that they're going to mail you. And you have to figure out how to deposit the check in your bank. And sure, there are some software tools to help with some of that pieces of the process and you can streamline it. But at some point, you're going to have to start poking them to pay you. And that takes time and effort and it takes you away from other valuable work. Plus, getting paid late can cause unexpected cash flow problems, and nobody wants that. Or, alternatively, you could just skip the whole thing. Opt out, take payment upfront when they sign the contract, or have them set up automatic payments. With a tool like Practice Ignition, which I'll link to in the show notes, 
you can have them accept the contract and enter their payment details. And you can have them pay up front or pay a deposit or have your monthly retainer automatically debited from their account each month. And by choosing to just stop out of the whole thing at the very beginning, when you're onboarding your client, you don't have to figure out a process to get paid. It just happens because of a choice you made at the very beginning of your workflow. And in this particular scenario, opting out means your admin staff just saved a whole bunch of time because now they don't have to worry about sending invoices or following up for payment. And you don't have to worry if the cash will be there when you need it. You know that it will. So by opting out, you have drastically simplified your workflow, reduced the workload of your admin staff, increased your cash flow, and opened up a whole bunch of operational capacity with one choice. So now imagine how powerful that kind of impact can be when you can take that and apply it to every aspect of your operations. How much leaner can your overhead be? And ultimately, that translates to a more profitable and sustainable business. In fact, opting out is such a powerful tool in managing your operational capacity, it's probably the number one thing that I work with with clients. This is the number one tool that I use, is just asking if we have to do that thing. So because this is such a powerful tool, that's what we're going to be focusing on for our next theme here on the podcast. So the last few months, we've been talking about default decisions. Decisions that you might have made in your business without thinking about them or without realizing there were other choices you could have made. Decisions that maybe you made just because that's the way it's always been done or that's the way that it's done in your industry. But default decisions aren't necessarily good decisions or the right decision for your business. They aren't always decisions based on a reason or based on the value that that choice is going to bring to you. So if you've been post-pay invoicing clients for the whole life of your business, without ever thinking about why you're doing it, maybe it's time to re-examine and figure out if it's still the right choice. Our businesses are constantly changing and evolving, and so we need to make sure that the choices we made about how to run our business, that often we made at the beginning of the business, are still the right choice for the business we have now. So if you didn't listen to our series on default decisions, definitely dig back into those episodes to get your mind working on thinking about what kinds of default decisions you might have made. And our upcoming episodes on opting out are designed to get you thinking about alternative options. So if you're questioning your default decisions, it's really helpful to know what other choices you have. How else could you be doing something? So I'll talk to Michelle Warner, who's a business designer you might recognize from episode three, about prioritizing where you spend your time and how you choose what to opt out of. Brittany Berger from Work Brighter and I will dig into setting boundaries. We'll talk about how powerful opting out of being constantly available can be on freeing up your time and how consciously managing your energy can help you be more productive. Rob Howard and I will talk about opting out of spending time on proposals and what to do instead. I'll talk to Ashley Gartland and Lacey Stites about opting out of a one-to-many delivery model and scaling a service business while still working directly with clients one-on-one. And the series I am most excited about is around opting out of meetings. So I have a personal dislike of meetings in general, which I think is the victim of having been in government and higher ed for too long. I've been in more meetings about meetings or meetings to prepare for other meetings than I can count. And I've suffered through two hour long staff meetings where my boss literally read printed out emails to us. So I have truly felt the pain of being in meetings that really could have been an email. And so often meetings are used to communicate status updates or information that 
would probably have been more effective when presented in another format. We don't often use meetings the way that we should, with a clear agenda to make collaborative decisions. And in client-focused service businesses, like we run, client meetings can quickly suck up a ton of time, which is a resource that is exceptionally finite. It can be the major limiting factor to growth in a service business, but it often feels like a required element. Client meetings are inevitable, right? Or are they? So I'm going to dive in with several folks like Haley Thomas, Greg Hickman, Ashley Gartland, and Nancy Smith to talk about how they're using some alternative methods to minimize client meetings, but still deliver high-touch quality client services. So make sure that you hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss any of those episodes. And the next time that you're trying to make a decision and not sure what direction to head in, try defaulting to the simplest option or just completely opting out and watch your overwhelm melt away and your operational capacity skyrocket. Thank you so much for listening today. And as always, if you're struggling with hitting a growth ceiling in your own business and not quite sure how to fix it, reach out. Head to the website at scalespark.co because growth is only hard when your business isn't built for it. And Scalespark can help you build one that is. If you found this valuable, I would love for you to subscribe in your favorite podcast platform and share it with at least one person that you know that might benefit from it. 